Outside a thread is recorded on the unceded territory of the Wurundjeri people of the Eastern Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which Outside a Thread is broadcast. I recognise their ongoing legacy of connection to land, waters and culture, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. I extend this respect to all other First Nations people of this continent, whose stolen land our infrastructure and digital connectivity is built upon. I think we're ready to um, begin the podcast. Cheers. Nice. For coming, Cheers. Jamie. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you. Thank you. Thank- nice of you to um, come from across the city as well as me talking to you across the room right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I was just, I was kind of just saying to you just before we started recording that Queen Street in the city is, it's, it's, I, I'm not very familiar with it. It's so nice. It's well, I feel like it's kind of like a soulless corporate area, but also this building that we're recording in is like so nice. I'll take you around, but this this area is just some of it is really old and it's like heritage spots. So there's places that are on the top of buildings and they like have sandstone balconies. They're drenched in sun all day in these yeah. apartments, and I really want to know what they're going for because they're probably not for sale. Like they probably never come on the market, but surely they would mm. be. In the know. hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions of, in the squillions. Yeah. yeah just about. Mm, but it's interesting. I feel like I've, um, like, I'm buying into the corporate world oh, yeah. now <laughs> because I'm doing this job. Like, I only started doing this at the start of this year um, okay. or at the end of last year. Oh. And yeah, like, I'm pretty much that bitch. Like, I'm a receptionist. So yeah. I'm just looking after all the people <laughs> in this firm. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't know, big change, but I'm liking. The formality of it. And I like being in a fancy environment. And also, they let yeah. me record. So. so, we're in a really, really fancy building right now. And it's a bit fancy building. It's a fancy office. Mm, and it's my office. It's your office. Yeah. Um, It's pretty... Do they... So, they... There's this, like, sound recording kind of studio in here. Do they... Cause you said you've been working with this these people since the end of last year. Yeah. It's pretty cool that they're already like, yeah, use this, use that. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because I hope it's fine. Like they had, I had, a, <laughs> I, no, it's, it is fine. But I had my three month review and um, like my boss, who is not a boss boss, but she's the boss of me, was like, yeah, just go for it. And then I asked a lot of people and they're like, I wouldn't even ask. I'd just do it. And oh. then, but I don't want to ask like the big wigs because their wigs are too big for yeah. me to ask. Like they're too busy. And yeah. I don't know, it's better, you know, better to ask for big I, yeah, I think also people like generally don't just they don't mind. Pe- you, the people that said yeah they won't mind are right, probably right. Yeah, and it's a design studio. I feel like everybody kind of has a little creative thing, so y- it's fun yeah. and it's good to be like back at it because I feel like um yeah it's good make I feel I think you need to make your job work for you, especially if you work full time. And because I'm yeah. not doing anything creative at the moment, I've been feeling so stifled so it's good for me to like get that extra value out of my work of like totally space firing the pod back up yeah so thanks um (laughs) work it's good yeah that's great yeah but um happy to have you here with me i guess jamie timoney if i didn't introduce you earlier um fourth or fifth victim of outside a thread um 
Yeah, it's good to have you. I think you're actually probably one of the first people I've had who I've interviewed who I I knew already, but I feel like we're more friends than um, approach. But yeah, it's interesting. I think that like meeting you afterwards, I realized I had seen you around a lot on Comedy Channel and that kind of thing as well because these New South Wales is around and my housemate Mm -hmm. listens to your podcast a lot. Oh, cool. She's really into it Um, and I've listened to it since and I also watched some episodes and I watched oh, nice. more this morning. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah, I really Great. liked the one with um, DMAs and Phoebe Tonkins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the TNSW Tonight Show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, fuck, that's... And so you started off doing acting before you were doing any of yeah. this kind of stuff. Like, what is the... Yeah, maybe, like, run me through how mm. you have gotten into, like, doing creative stuff yeah. from the beginning. Well, I, like, um, I kind of, like, uh, I did a play at school when I was 12. I was in The Wizard of Oz and um, I, re- I really like just fell in love with it. And so, um, I you know, when I was 18, I went to study acting and then um, at, a, at a university in Queensland. And then halfway through that degree, I um, was cast in H2O Just Add Water. <laughs> yes. So, I bailed from uni, which was great and just did that show for a couple of years. True. Yeah. So, that was like a full-time occupying kind of thing. It was. It was. Well, look, no, I was only on, like in season one, I was only on like one day a week. Mm. And, um, but that was enough for me. I was like, oh, this is sick. I'm doing a TV show. Yeah, I don't want to go. I that happened in 18 either. Yeah. Yeah. I was stoked. But, you know, I just, I was already over the acting course. Like, mm. I, I, um, I loved studying acting in first year. It was so cool. But I really found the second year, like the teachers were becoming increasingly sort of out of touch and it was just started feeling musty mm. and eggy and poggy yeah. all three of these things so you bogged it off i bogged yeah. it off yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, bogged it off interesting my yeah. housemate's studying acting at the moment and true I, she goes through hell or high water like every day to get to st kilda yeah they do it and i don't know i feel like it is one of those interesting things because it's like obviously a lot of people go to acting school but mm. then there's a lot of people who are famous and then yeah. they do acting later and it makes you wonder if people kind of like have a je ne sais quoi yeah. or whatever as opposed to like there's elements of it being learned but then yeah it's... they do i think like the thing with acting school and i like i don't rip on it i, I value it and i value mm. the things that can like teach you but i think the the point of learning a lot of the skills that you learn at acting school is to save you in the times that your um that your natural skill fails you or whatever, mm. you know? It's like you learn things that will bridge the gap when all else fails. Yeah. And you also get to practice it. Yeah. A lot, every day. So, like, practice always makes something better. So, um, there's value in those things. But, yeah, like you said, it's like people, a lot of people just have an ability or have a great look and they get work that way and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Acting is never something I've ever thought about doing before, but I feel like it's such a cool thing in concept. I feel like I spend so much of my time like looking back and being like, damn, I wish I had done that. And I could do it now, of course. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Of course thing. you could. Of course you could. Maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. yeah watch out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But post H2O, what did you, like, what happened after that? And I guess, yeah, I'm curious about mm. everything that led you to the point where now, because you do so much music and acting and we met in like, interesting mm. way. Musical, yeah. 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 Um, well, after H2O, that was like a four-year job, really, because we had 18 months off between the first two seasons. We didn't mm. know we were making a second season until, you know, about a month or two before. Mm. And um, and then there were six months between season two and three. So, it was like a long... And there were six-month shoots every season. Yeah. So, it took... It was like a good couple of years. I think I was 22 or something when we finished 
And um, and then the whole cast moved down to we were, the whole cast cast on that show was so tight, yeah, like ridiculously yeah. close. Um, so the whole cast basically moved to Sydney, and we we lived in sort of two houses, like kind of close to each other. Yeah, there was like five people in each house or something like that. It was pretty strange. That's sick. Strange setup. Yeah. Um, but I imagine you all kind of like grew up together as well. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like that. Yeah, and yeah, we just had like a really good bond. So we all moved down there. We all like those of us who didn't already have Sydney agents, like got agents down there and just like started auditioning for things and working in different um, bits and pieces. Also, like working in lots of bars and like not getting acting work for ages after that. Yeah, as well. Yeah, true. You know, like it's it's so intermittent, um, and uh, yeah, so like yeah. We're just working in bars and hanging out and partying a lot and having Sydney a great line. time. Yeah. yeah. Where in Sydney were you living? Um, in always just south of the city, like uh, Redfern, Waterloo, yeah, Chippendale. Yeah, the yeah. young people place. I'm actually from the Central Coast. Oh, um, sick. As well. So. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Did you get into music post that or you were in music when you were growing up? Yeah, as I was well? like writing songs as a teenager and stuff. And then when during H2O, I was like, wow, it'd be sick to play in a band, but I'd never ever went to live shows like because mm. i was living i grew up on the gold coast ah uh, there's no scene all the confidence man people and that kind of thing no that kind of... that's just through music actually yeah, yeah. but um because yeah i'm pretty sure they were in like brizzy kind of area so i wasn't up, up yeah there that true often. yeah but um but uh what was the, what was i saying god damn it talking about some being shit about cool, some getting shit. into music <laughs> dancing oh yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah so started playing in bands and stuff mm. And, um, oh yeah. Cause there was no scene on the Gold Coast. That's what I was saying. Nothing. Yeah. Like people I meet, like we're going to shows from when they were 18 and stuff. Now I'm like, wow, that was not what I was doing. Hey. Wait, people, there was people from the Gold Coast were doing that? No, people- no, they weren't. No one was, well, it yeah. felt to me like no one was doing that. It's probably a very small, like this a small bunch of people doing that. But Yeah. Not, you know. I can't imagine what it would be. I feel like it would be some kind of cultural poverty growing up in Brisbane. Cause I used to go to a lot of live stuff when I was on the Central Coast. But that's actually probably devolved over time when I don't do it as much. But I wasn't doing it on the Central Coast. I was doing it in Sydney and getting the train down to the Enmore Theatre and that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, I just wasn't... I don't know. I don't don't even... I didn't even know... I thought you just, like, could only see John Farnham in concert and that was it sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I I didn't really clock while while I was a teenager that, like, bands were playing locally because they weren't. Mm, Yeah, I get you. I don't think I was thinking in that local way either. Yeah. Um, Like, it was just Triple J, but, like, big Triple J. Yeah. Like, Violent Soho. Yeah, yeah. I was really into Violent Soho. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, totally. Um, So, yeah, when I moved to Sydney, I started going to shows. I was like, fuck, you can go to, like... Like, there's a pub over there, like, having bands tonight. Mm. How You know, which is seems so stupid now, but it was re- it felt foreign. And I just got really sucked into it that way, going to shows, like, in Sydney all the time and always grabbing the street press and seeing who was playing and going out on weeknights and, you know, mm. just seeing bands and Being having fun. Being a hot young thing and just getting Fuck out. Fuck, yeah, just getting yeah. out and shaking it, you know. As you should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, the band stuff kind of grew from there. Yeah, and grew into these New South Wales. Or- yeah. 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 Yep. So, that wasn't originally a comedy project. That was like... Oh, uh, it was actually, yeah. So, yeah. It, but but not a comedy project as in like a show. It was a comedy band. It was a joke band. Mm. Um, we started it in 2011 because we were all... All the members of the of these New South Wales were playing in different bands. Mm. And um, like all taking themselves hell seriously, like myself included. 
Were like, you doing vocals or you were doing... Yeah. Yeah, I was like playing in this indie band called Rapids in Sydney all, all those years ago. It was like 2008, 9, 10 sort of thing. True. How old are you now? 35. 35, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then we, we formed these New South Wales because we were so sick of taking ourselves so seriously. Mm. And we wanted to like intentionally try to write like the worst songs that we could <laughs> and then book as many shows as we could and play these terrible songs. Um which was like super fun. Yeah. And we got we fell so in love with doing that, like trolling, um, that we were like, I'm we're obsessed with this band. This is so much fun, you know? <laughs> so much funner than the serious work they yeah. do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of eclipsed our other projects in that sense. Like we were just having way more fun trolling. Yeah. Do you think the people were responding as well to that? Like- yeah, eventually. Like at the start they were actually like walking out of venues and like just clearing venues. Are you freaking out that it's not recording? Oh, no, it is recording. It is recording. Yeah. I think it's recording. Yeah. Yeah, it's recording. Surely, right? Sorry. I was Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah fully I out. can get I've... a bit shy with the tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. dude, dude. I've, I have um, wig outs like that when recording our pod as well. <laughs> Seriously. Like, if it's not it's recording. It's so scary. Yeah, I, dude. Yeah. I've done entire pods that weren't recorded. Oh, it's so fucked up. I literally, like, I think that the reason all my podcasts are so serious leading up to this is because I'm so nervous when people come. I had a podcast that I fully booked <laughs> with my friend Slam, and we had so many tech issues, I just had to cancel it because... Because it just wasn't working out. And it was like the third or fourth podcast. And I was like, it'll be fine. You don't, you yeah. don't need to do the tech Well, it's good that you're checking at least while it's recording. Like, Yeah. It's scary. It's seriously scary. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't is. know. I actually don't know anything about Adobe. Or everything I've learned, I've learned from YouTube. So, yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to say this. At a it's a good way to learn. Be like, yeah, people would just beware. Like, obviously doing a podcast is not yeah. too hard. But be on top of the tech stuff. Yeah. Is the most important. We were doing a live pod once for the podcast that Todd and I from the East New South Wales have, um, which is called What a Great Punk. Shout out. Mm. Shout out yeah, to my own pod. It's yeah, It's a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And then um, Todd kicked out the um, power of the, um, the, <laughs> the, the machine that we were using to record. Oh, no. And um, it like the file was just corrupted and we, we didn't have the pod to listen to right at the end. So bad. Was yeah. this an interview with someone or you were just- Yeah, like- it was. Yeah. So off it. But you've recorded more. I think that was kind of a question um, that I had for you. Because I remember when uh, Sugar Bones told me that he um, recorded one with you. And he was like, yeah, it's like they're 230th or something. And I was like, how the fuck are they doing so many podcasts? (laughs) I don't understand. But you have a friend who you're doing it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like to hear about how you're doing that. Well, we just started off doing one a week. Mm. And it was like, it was a full pandemic pod. Like... Um, oh, not yeah. like, uh, it's, it's so funny cause it took us so long to work up the courage to start it. Cause we're like, this is so fucking like, we're, we're literally two white dudes starting yes. a pod in the yeah. middle of a pandemic. Um, but we were just like, we believe that it could bring value to people. And so Same, we thought, yeah. fuck it. And it can be good. That's the thing. I think that's like a really common anxiety that I feel as well, but it yeah. doesn't have to be like, you know, Taking up oxygen, you're just making something that people can enjoy if they choose to. Exactly. Which is a good, exactly. Good thing. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I've learned so much about. I've I've grown more confident in myself since potting. Mm. I think it's really good for that because um, you you start to and eventually you start to worry less about what you what people are going to think of. Like, you kind of reveal yourself. 
yeah week in week out you know what i mean it's very vulnerable doing it yeah and i think it's like yourself extended to people to access as they choose for a long period of time but also your pod's good as well i like to think mine's good too but yours actually is what do you like about it I like it because it's funny um, oh, yeah. and it's good and you guys have good banter. I think that's the thing. I always wish that I had a <laughs> podcasting partner um, that I could do it with. And I kind of sought one for a while. You um, saw one? I sought I mm. sought one out. I think um, I wanted our friend Bronte to do it, but I just oh, yeah. somehow didn't feel like it was the right fit. And then I've been looking out there. I need someone who's cute and funny, but not more cute or more funny <laughs> than me. <laughs> oh, so you've got to be... Yeah, right. Well, I've got all the equipment. You've got to be the main character. (laughs) Let me be the star. I've already made the logo. Um, (laughs) Can't you share the stardom? No, I can can share the stardom, but they need to be good. And they need to be They need to be good. That's absolute. Yeah. That's for sure. Me and Bronte would be too similar, I think. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon? Oh, uh, I don't know. We're similar but different. But, like, we needed someone with a certain je ne sais quoi. I think with yeah. me and her, it could maybe be a race to the bottom because we're just, like, trying to fight for the attention or something on the uh, show, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you need so you need your... What you're saying is you need your, um like, kind of polar opposite kind of person to mm, play off. I think so. I think maybe, like... Yeah, I think kind of a polar opposite in a way or someone who's maybe from a different scene or is, like, also fun, but a little bit different to me. Or, yeah. And we can have good analysis. What about Marsha Hines? Marsha Hines. I like her. Yeah, where is she now? I don't yeah. know. She could be good. She yeah. could be great. Interesting. Yeah, Marsha Hines I'm a Hines massive Oz Idol fan, hey? Sorry? I've been watching Oz Idol, the new... Is she on it? No, nah, she's not. But they keep throwing back to the old oh. um, Oz Idol. Yeah, she got in... Well, they're, they're in a lot of trouble, aren't they? For having all, an entirely white panel of judges. Oh, and... I, I, I hadn't heard, but yeah... I thought the same thing yeah, like, yeah there was big drama but they didn't backflip on it or anything like that right what do you hang on they didn't backflip on it what do you, no, oh they, they didn't still change. have an all white panel yeah totally judges, yeah, yeah yeah is yeah. delta goodrum on the panel no it's the person who sung um i'm all about that bass about oh, that bass no travel. i fucking hate her <laughs> yeah. megan trainer yeah yeah she would be more like really megan drainer am i right she's a fucking megan she's drainer. a full drainer yeah, i hate her yeah. i'll have to watch an episode to see what she's like because she's the like she's just the epitome of a shit dog who's like made heaps of money because she's got such big amount of plays on um spotify she's i think like yeah i've looked 16 her up in the world it's crazy it it's crazy right i was like what i was expecting to see like a bit of a like washed up kind of vibe because mm. I, I didn't really I, I just knew i just thought it was that all about the bass song I didn't realize there was like more. She keeps them coming. There's more. And it's because I think the thing is, I don't know about you, but I don't really operate that much in the mainstream radio space because I don't have a car and I, well, I I drive cars, but I listen to like ABC Classic. And so I don't know what's going on out there. And it's really different to what I thought was out there. You know, like the top 100 looks really different to what I think is like the mainstream music. It's gotten real. It's so much more formulaic than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, and it's heavily like wrapped up in um, TikTok kind of. Yeah. And it's, it's it's interesting as well, because I was just thinking, I've been thinking about this quite a bit because Doja Cat, for example, like she, I was listening to her album, Hot Pink today and I was like, fuck, it's such a good album, but her new stuff is fine, but it's very, formulaic and radio built and i'm like right. obviously you and i would both sell out if we could make so much more money doing something that's not actually artistically fulfilling but it's just kind of like that jingle mm, and so yeah. it's interesting yeah it's yeah, it, it is interesting i mean i don't know i guess yeah 
I, I guess the people making music um, that is super formulaic have some sort of passion. I guess it's passion for money and success. Yeah, I think there's... Well, I don't know. I, I guess there's probably, like, people who do between the two different things. Like, obviously, being a gay man, I'm a huge fan of Charlie XCX. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think that her stuff is really good, but also it does, like, embody that formulaic stuff, but it's got something that departs yeah. from the usual. It there's does, stuff for that's sure. actually just, like... Oh, I don't know. I can't even think of stuff off the top of my head, but, like, um, the chain smokers, like, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Really... Yeah. To me, but I think that's what those people are obviously from my perspective so shallow that that to them is what creative fulfillment looks like because they think that's an expression of themselves. Yeah, but maybe it is. It that's is. That's the thing. That's I was okay. like, who are we to say, hey? Yeah. Because exactly. I actually feel bad about what I said just before. I don't. I don't necessarily believe that just because it's like ultra formulaic and whatever that it's not still art to some people mm. and to the people creating it. Definitely, and I think that especially like. Pop, there's nothing wrong with pop either. Like, no. it's not a dirty word. But God, I think no. there becomes a point when it's like, it does lose meaning. Like, there are, there are songs like that where it is just like a jingle loop. But Yeah. yeah. And you can sometimes tell when there's like, um, you know, when you listen to something and you can just kind of, kind of tell that it's um, soulless. Yeah. It's when you hear it and because you're uninitiated, it almost like hurts your ears yeah, to hear it. because It's, it's lacking like inspiration or something. It doesn't feel like it's actually coming from a like a real place. It just feels like, I don't know. Well, speaking of, back to your band, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm joking. But <laughs> off, off this tangent, yeah, so oh, you, <laughs> you were saying, um, these New South Wales, yeah, forming and that kind of thing. Yeah. What was between that and like gigs, people walking out and then I guess it getting more popular, what led to like a comedy channel show and like mm. it, the, these New South Wales universe expanding a bit? Yeah, well, it was like, it was a very long um kind of change but mm. i just remember oh we had we had this um we had this filmmaker friend at the time um who was constantly like coming to our rehearsals and just like shooting stuff and mm. then finding his own little funny gags like he'd, he'd like tell me to he'd like bring us out during a rehearsal into the hallway and like interview us and tell us things to say <laughs> so he'd make these little like mockumentaries and then he'd edit them that night Mm. and send them to us the next day and we'd all be like well this is so funny like what the fuck just for fun yeah just for fun he was like he was always making videos this guy and um his name's Hari and um we were like we just started talking and we were like we had other some other filmmaker friends who um like including my brother and we're like we should make a um show Mm. and then I think once we decided that we just made sure that it happened like we never stopped making the show from that afternoon that we suggested it and you were airing it on YouTube initially. Yeah, well, we, no, for, for for ages we like we wrote it, and then we pitched it to a production company down here in Melbourne, actually. Mm. Um, and they were like, kind of just encouraged us to go and shoot it ourselves. They didn't really want to get in. We were like inexperienced like mm. filmmakers, and so we kind of had a mentor at that production company, and she was like, "Just go and make this show yourself." Like honestly, yeah. And we're like, "What well, should we go for funding?" And she was like. And she was making some of the biggest shows in the world at the time. Mm. And she was like, honestly, no, don't don't go, don't go, bother going for funding, which is the thing that rich people love saying. Yeah. But um, but she was like, don't go for funding because you might get caught up like for six months waiting for someone else to say yes. Mm. And then when they say no, you'll feel gutted and you won't make it. And we're like, okay, that is a really fucking good point. And we like call ourselves a punk band, so we might as well do it ourselves sort of thing. Yeah. And we so we did it ourselves. 
and it was like a super small crew. We made one season of the show, and then um, we were just so stoked with it. Like we shot it in a week, mm. and we were just so pleased with it. And um, so then for the second one, we wanted to like step it up, and so we did apply for funding, um, because we got like a kind of hot lead um at Screen Australia. Oh uh, yeah, like someone introduced us to someone and. and it was a kind of a hot lead, and we like a couple of people are getting around screen like young filmmakers. I feel like it's a lot more accessible. Yeah, these days. yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. so we ended up getting funding for the second season after like months of writing the application because it's it's pretty hardcore. Like we had to apply for development funding, Screen Australia, and then production funding. Mm. And then once you get the production funding, you're actually making like a real show, so you have to fucking do everything by the book yeah like contracts for every single thing like it was a lot of um because it's kind of like a show with a registered abn or something is that yeah yeah yeah, exactly and it's and it's just like it's like being funded by the government now so yeah okay they just need to see all the checks and balance especially when they've given you the money to make it yeah you know so like that was a real crash course in like producing our own show and like having to write for a you know, like, and show a, a funding network our scripts and all that kind of shit. It's, like, pretty pretty hectic, but really awesome and rewarding. And we're, mm. we're working with cool people there. And then after it, we um, we got an agent for the show in America and went to America and, like, pitched mm. to at, like, 20th Century Fox and stuff, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And um, he, like, the dude there, like, blew heaps of smoke up her ass and was like, I love this show. This is so fantastic. Uh, and then, like, yeah, um, passed on it, like, the day after or whatever. <laughs> but, what um, did it look like presenting at 20th Century Fox? Like, you went to the big bougie studio and... Just, yeah. Like, and it was, like, it was kind of not too dissimilar to the office that we're in now. Yeah. Like, a big kind of fancy office. And mm. you just go into, a, like, a little meeting room and sit down, have a bit of small talk. They give you a bottle of water. Um, and there's like usually like mints or something on the table as well. <laughs> and then, um, you have a bit of small talk and then they go, okay, let's hear it. So you just say it like you don't, um, yeah, you just talk about the show. They want to know like, oh God, like what's, yeah, what's the vibe? How was making it? Are you keen to make more? What's next? They want to talk about all that. Interesting. Yeah. It's so funny how the creative industry deals with the intangible. Mm. Um, and it's like how you economize the intangible and make it into like a workable product. That's mm. the thing that I find the most interesting about yeah. all this kind of stuff. Because yeah. even like in that and architecture especially, I hear such so much and I, you know, I have so much respect for both, but I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like the, yeah. just like, I don't know, even today I was moving this table and everyone was like, have you considered the circulation? And it's like the tape because the table is up against the wall. They're talking about people being able to walk around the side. And they're like, right. no, 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 no. Like get Brett. Like he's the spatial specialist. So he can assess the circulation on right. this. And it's like the, you know, we're talking about something which is like makes people feel a certain way. And it's like essentially how you organize furniture. But yeah, people, yeah. it's pushed to such a distilled point that like, <laughs> I don't know, it's accessible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say to that. That's a, that's a funny yeah, I, I guess it's an interesting link, but probably in the same way that <laughs> they managed to... It is. It's quite a... Like, um, what do you call it when you step off on a... Tangent. Yeah, no, it's not a, not a tangent, but it's a it's a link, but... Oh, I can't... I can, don't worry. It'll come to me. Mm. 
other thing about it too. But yeah, I guess it's like that thing of how you put the like unmeasurable into a categorized and like measurable thing. You know, them just pitching that to you. What do they do? do you do you mean like word like words that you're giving giving them or whatever? Like yeah, yeah. Just like with that, how how do they assess that and be like, this is great or this isn't? Because surely there has to be more going into it than them being like, well, this is great if he loves it, and then pass yeah. it the next day. I guess oh, I don't I don't know. I guess that there's a, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of factors, isn't there? Like maybe what the like what a studio like that is like look what kind of thing they're looking to take on at the moment, whether anything like that at their studio has flunked or succeeded before. Mm. Um, speaking to us three young Australians who hadn't really made anything before, and how much risk is involved in that. All those are kind of again intangibilities, but things that are that hold weight. Mm. You know? Interesting. And then from there, that, like, getting passed on the next day, I guess the yeah. tour of the US wasn't yeah, we, fruitful? We, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, mm. it wasn't. So, the, the one good thing about it was that we, like, you know, got to kind of solidify um, our relationship with our agent, like, the show's yeah. agent, um, who's, like, still the agent to this day, which is cool. Um, but and, and meet some people and get experience with going to meetings as well. It was, like... yeah pretty invaluable and also just like party and have a sick time for sure yeah sounds fun yeah but um but then when we oh it's the funniest story of how i ended up on comedy central my brother who was like a co-creator and producer and director of the show Mm. um downloaded the unfollow app yeah like on instagram (laughs) in like 2016 or 17 or something right i used to have that yeah and he was like flicking through who who had unfollowed him that day and he was like, oh, this dude I used to work with, like, on film sets all the time, um, unfollowed me. That's, like, funny. And then he, like, clicked his profile and then saw in his bio that he was, like, head of acquisitions at Comedy Central Australia. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and so, Ben, like, emailed him and was like, hey, mate, um, long time no, like, speak, how are you? Um, we've got this show we'd love to show you. Mm. And then he, like, acquired it, like, you know... A month or two later, we were like, had a licensing deal with um, for both seasons of the show on Comedy Central. Sick, yeah. Sick. And is the second season still kind of like going on, or it just got finished, or you? Because um, it all looked pretty current. The stuff like that Daniel Johns oh, episode that you made, and yeah. Stuff. So um, we made a we made another show called TNSW tonight, um, uh, which isn't on Comedy Central. That was just the indie one that we did. Yeah, and that's on YouTube. And um, yeah, so that was more current, but again, it was probably like. We released the Daniel Johns episode just end of last year. Mm. Yep. So, that was current. There we go. Okay. Got I see. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. I really like it. It's a... um, oh, Yeah. It's cool that you guys just went and made and created something just for fun and it, like, has turned into something cooler. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think, like, I think that's really important. And I, I, I kind of have to remind myself that when I'm creating shit sometimes because oftentimes when you're doing it all the time, it like, you, you can lose the fun in it. Certain mm. things do go stale, and so it's important to find the fun things, I reckon, and not like like I'm. I try not to define. I do so many things now. I try not to define. Like I don't think of myself as any single one of the things. You know, mm. like I think it's important not to get um, paint yourself into a corner as to what you can do or what you want to do. Yeah, and I think also when you do new stuff, you always find the scope widens for what you might want to do and that kind of thing. Like, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah, it opens up new pathways and, yeah, it really does. 
I think that's it. Yeah, and I think for me, that's also like what this show, the goal is. Because I always, I don't know, I probably you as someone who's been more of like a creative, active person for a long time, but I've just had like for the longest time some kind of like creative crisis about what I do, really? want to do and that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. I just like, I studied for a long time. Like I did an international security degree in languages and that kind of thing. Right. And I decided I didn't want to do that. And now I'm... I moved to Melbourne and loved everything about it. And my world really opened up and, you know, meeting people like you and like all my other friends who do music or Mm. acting or design or whatever, you realize that the world is so much bigger. And I was happy to step away from my academic studies because I thought that I thought I wanted to go into the public service for a really long time. Right. I thought I could take some time and chill. And then I've had some time to chill. And I was like, I'm not working nearly hard enough. Like I'm so idle. Um, Got this office job, which is Mm. great, but I'm essentially making coffee for people like it's not using my brain so it's a question of like where to go from here it's like Mm. do you chase a career fulfillment or a creative fulfillment and if you want to chase a creative fulfillment after a life of like just doing not that how do you even begin and i think for me i'm learning it's just important to like begin by doing it as Mm. soon as you can like for me this is a big step forward because i was as i was saying to you the yeah the concept for the show last year maybe got a bit um heavy or bogged because I was taking it so seriously. Right. In the same way as when you were saying, um, like, you know, two straight white guys doing a podcast, I was like, you know, I'm a gay white guy doing a podcast. How can I make it more meaningful? Because I think particularly last year, I maybe had a bit more of a fixation on external perception, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a product of so many things and like mm-hmm. the fast life and all that kind of thing. But now I think things I'm doing more for me because I've really this year like kind of brought the focus inward. I'm not going out nearly as much. And I'm right. like, am I doing stuff for me or am I doing it for other people? And, yeah. you know, I don't really want to do the podcast. For a while, I have not been back at it because I was like, I don't really want to do the podcast. And I was like, maybe that's because the concept was designed for what I thought people would want rather than what I want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, it shouldn't be like pushing a rock up a hill. Like, no. it should be hard, but I should be loving it. And, um... Yeah, like, I'm so happy and proud of what I made last year. And I'm so excited to put out my episode with Claddy as well. But it's, like, it's great to take on this more informal tone because I was just, like, fuck, I was taking it way too seriously. True. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I had kind of suppressed, like, the elements of my personality in a way that make right. me so who I am. So I think now I'm just, like, working full-time, job super easy, and now yeah. I just want to get into a really good cycle with, like, how lucky am I that my work will let me record in this beautiful studio yeah. that's so amazing to accept people in and, like, I can build on top of that because I think you have to have something. Like, if I was just being a receptionist, I would probably be very dissatisfied. But now yep. I'm figuring out how I can, like, yeah, dude, this year has been so crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, <laughs> it's been really different. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Well, we should talk about that and, and, mm. why, and why and how. I think just like last year, I was doing so much fast life. I, um, well, for one way or another, like I was just partying all the time, mm. having the best time, being mm. a social butterfly, but yeah. which is like. They're all the environments that I kind of saw you in and exactly. met you in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's what I'm so good at is like being a social butterfly. It's what I love. But yeah. I feel like it's such a short, intense gratification as opposed to actually making something that you can be proud of, which is oh, yeah. what I've been chasing more. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Towards the end of the year, like, I was loving it. And I was partying with, like, really cool people, meeting super interesting people. But I was like, what is the outcome of this? Like, what am I pursuing? Because, and I think at the end of the year, I realized it was leading me 
nowhere. Right. And I had a really big, especially after New Year's, I think it was whether it was like from a really long period of drug use over yeah. New Year's yeah. period <laughs> or something like that. I pretty much had like a big shock to the system and went right. and stayed at my auntie's for a few days and just like assessed things. I was like, how do I want to live? What am I, what are my habits? And how wow. Habits so you really got, yeah. Okay. So you had a, quite an intense period of reflection in yeah, early January. Definitely. So did I. Yeah. So did I. How about you? Tell me. I really did as well. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to derail your story. I was just um, wanted to agree with you because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So. We'll have to hear about that as well. But I think after my, like after that, I was just like, because I'm someone who makes progress and then, you know, I get really obsessed about like creating this scaffolding for progress, but then adhering to it is a different thing. And yeah. I have just like such a tendency to live the fast life, but something happened this year and I came back and I was like, I'm going to remember to go really slow and because the same things are always getting the same outcome, which is like having a great life, but not feeling gratified. If I'm not changing one thing, I need to change everything. So I just did that. And I realized after staying at my auntie's, I was like, I fucking need to go away from the city. Like Melbourne had pretty much eaten me alive and not in a a bad way, but like, I think I was just a bit fixated with the whole going out thing because now I realize it's actually, I don't know if it's like, I have been wondering and talking to people and being like, has something died in me or maybe something's just dormant because yeah. I don't really want to go out. Maybe it's birthed in you. Pardon? Maybe it's something's birthed in exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty like, it's pretty freaky. It's yeah. pretty freaky. It's um, really, um, really interesting. So quite a strong change of heart. Yeah. And I think like, you know, even at the start of the year, I was sober for pretty much like a whole month. Like right. not... I had been actually previously, like last year, I, well, I guess my whole adult life, I've just been like a big stoner, which has yeah, been yep. a big thing and something I've wanted to overcome. And like last year, I had a lot of periods of like overcoming it, relapsing, overcoming it, relapsing. And mm. this year I've come back and like over since New Year's, I haven't had it at all. But I think that my orientation about it has changed. Yep. Like I'm not seeing it as an outlet. I'm more seeing it because like, you know, I can use going away as an outlet or writing mm. my thoughts as an outlet or like doing things as an outlet because I think I've just kind of like assessed how who I surround myself with and what I surround myself with is such an important thing in like shaping yep. what I do. Yeah, so, well, the the, the, the the weed thing and like just cutting back on substances mm. in general is like a really, it's probably the topic that I'm, one of the, my most passionate and um, things I'm most interested in mm. is that you know um, I really uh, could talk about it till I'm fucking blue in the face. Yeah, and I, I think that like what you've described is like you can change you can change these things quite easily. I would say once you have once you see clearly the benefits of of behaving differently or the benefits of adjusting your use in some way. Um, y- it becomes an easy transition. It's like mm. people who really are ready to quit smoking, quit smoking with no real issue. Yeah. They just fucking do it. You know what I mean? They're ready. They're ready to drop it. That was like me. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, but then th- th- these habits are difficult to change when what you really want to do is smoke cigarettes, but you're telling yourself, oh, I shouldn't. They're bad. I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to do yeah. this. Then it's fucking hard to quit smoking. And you're just beating yourself up for no yeah. reason. And it's the same with weed. Want. If you're like, fuck, I just... At the moment, I'm loving getting stoned every day, but I shouldn't do it because that'll make me this and that means I'm a stoner and I'll spend too much money and it's, you know, bad for your health or whatever it might be. Then, you you know, you're changing with such a resistance and you're still so sucked into what you actually want to do. It becomes impossible to stop. I think that, like, from my perspective, I think what really helped was, like, looking at things 
from higher up because that for me is like kind of like a system one level of thinking being like I shouldn't do this I don't need to do it but then when you step up outside yourself and look at how it's affecting you how it's affecting your life then you start to see things more clearly yep. but also you know I listened to this really interesting audiobook that I was recommended by oh, yeah. Johnny Talk right. and it's called Dopamine Nation and it's about like society and addiction whether it's addiction to sex or pornography or yep. drugs or anything and it's yep. just about like how the dopamine reward system forces you to, you know, you can be addicted to things and willpower is finite. And it's actually so like, there's so many different things because you can feel like a failure because you can't do it, but it's actually so much harder than you might think. Yeah. And that for me helped for me to understand and cognate what I was feeling, especially because all the symptoms of withdrawal are actually the same, which is like the initial symptoms as opposed to the chemical ones, whether it's like sex or porn or drugs or whatever, smoking. And it's like, it's insomnia, it's angstiness, it's um, being moody. And it's like, once you assess that and you understand it, mm. it helps you to overcome it because it's like, yeah. when you understand what's happening to you, that's when you have the power. Yeah, that's that's it. And like, you know, I, um, I don't know if you know, but I spent nine years in 12-step programs, mm. completely sober, completely in the center of AA. Um, I can say AA now. When I was a member of AA, I, I couldn't on a thing like this say AA. I had to say 12-step programs. That's oh, one of the true. traditions yeah. of being an AA. Um, but I left it, and um, which is the best thing I ever did in my life. Shout-outs. <laughs> and no offense to anyone who's in it. God bless. <laughs> but it was the ready. best yeah. thing I ever did leaving that because, you know, I learned in there um, and it was drilled into me and I then drilled it into other people that I, I'm incapable of changing myself, that I'm powerless that I have a permanent disease that I will never recover from mm. unless I um, follow God and pray every day and call 35 AA members a day and go to 52 meetings a week. That, that was yeah. the vibe in my group, Yeah, um, which is intense. And right. you end up feeling like a lot of shame. Well, I felt a lot of shame in AA because I was never quite spiritually fit enough for them. You know, like mm. how many, um, you know, like how many meetings have you been to this week? Well, only three. Fuck. True. Yeah. So yeah. it was that kind of shit. But, um, but the power that you're talking about, I found it, uh, after leaving in 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 reading a, reading the science on addiction mm, and a lot yeah. of it, and learning that it is in my capacity to change. And there's some people out there that could point to science science, science that says it isn't. But um, I also have read a lot that picks that that kind of the some of the science to to pieces. You know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the power that comes with, like, observing yourself and understanding a bit more about what you're doing and also being told that you're not sick forever and that you that you are being told that you're not powerless is so empowering, like, mm. when you realize that. You I know? think it also has to do with, I think, what you're talking about as well is, like, being mindful and, like, in one way or 100%. another. 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. Of how you're feeling. I think, for me, it's interesting because... Dopamine Nation also talks about AA and how they use, um, like, shame and club, the concept of club as a tool to yeah. like, keep people doing stuff, which it's can group be thing even too. stronger than personal desire. But I think for me as well, the thing is, like, I actually know that also because of listening to that book, you know, there's things in my DNA now from smoking pot where I actually just can't moderate my use. Like, I would go through periods of really long sobriety and be like, oh, I just really want this little outlet, I'll just have a try. But because for me personally, and it's so different for everyone, I can't moderate my use. So I think it's just over for me, which is cool. Because, sure. And I'm so happy to say that because it's been like 
multiple years actually working towards this and it's never like because the thing is addiction never looks a certain way like no my dad always knew i smoked pot and was so proud of me and loved me i completed mm. like an amazing degree got an yeah. amazing atar yeah. i didn't you know although you weren't hurt lie cheating and steal, stealing yeah, like exactly. they say in those well, programs i, I beg borrowed and stealed at times but yeah it was cute when i did it yeah um, yeah and you weren't <laughs> on a war path like causing harm to every single yeah, person in your life exactly yeah. which many you know many drug addicts aren't but um yeah, I think because of that, like, now that I've made my peace with that, it's great. And yeah. it's so, yeah, it's cool. Well, it's acceptance is the key to those things. And I, like, that is something that I learned in AA was that, you know, acceptance was the only thing that really got me through those nine years. It was mm. like, I practiced hardcore acceptance of the fact that I could no longer drink or party or do any of that stuff. Mm. And that that was my lot. And, you know, either fucking like it or lump it, basically. Mm. So, like... When you accept something, yeah, it's it's you can move past it. Well, congratulations as yeah, well. That's you. huge. Nine years in the twelve step. Yeah. Nine yeah. long years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It was such a good feeling leaving. Like, um, I on just yeah. It was like it was a it was quite a hardcore. Um, it was like a big event in my life. Probably yeah. the biggest event in my life. It's pretty huge. Like the yeah. in, I am not actually that familiar with AA, but from the book that I listened to, the intensity with which they you know, it's, you have to do all or nothing. Cause I mm. think, I, yeah. It's yeah. An interesting all one. or nothing in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. That's a good topic. Tell me yeah. about your personal project of music. <laughs> 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 good segue. I don't know. <laughs> Can't talk about AA forever. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, hope, hopefully you're comfortable talking about that. Oh, no, for sure. I definitely am. And yeah. I think it's actually really good, um, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think a lot of people are interested to hear that kind of stuff. For me, at least personally, I really enjoy sharing it because I think it's pretty empowering. Like, oh, for shit. me, it's yeah. significant. I yeah. think it's an important conversation to have because um, it's very, very easy to shy away from, for starters. Mm. No one dare say anything bad about AA, to be honest. You know, yeah. it's like quite a controversial thing to say. Um. Uh, and I follow a lot of people on social media now, found heaps of community online of XAA people mm. um, who I just fucking love. I love them. I have like internet friends from all over the world who are like XAA, yeah. who are like deeply in that system and are basically traumatized. I would say I'm traumatized on some level from mm. it. Um, shamed and guilted and um, yeah, I just, just, and lied to and lied to. So it's like, it is quite a, um, yeah, like low to high key traumatic experience, I would describe mm. it as. But if you think it's for you, go you there, go out, get yeah, into if it. If you need it, you yeah. know. Well, listen, it. I'm not yeah. giving medical advice. Yeah, and, uh, and of course. And it's just my yeah. personal opinion. Is that, is it? Which, yeah, no, I don't think it's bad. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's good to acknowledge both sides. I have friends like in AA still as well. And lots of people benefit from it. And I think there are people who like, you know, we've exhausted every, every um thing. You know, and that's that's the thing that helps you. Yeah. So, and exactly, it helped you at a time, and now you're back to living your best life on your own terms. Which is yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It it's kind of helped me. It kind of helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many good things to say about mm. it. I really don't. But um, uh, what was I going to say though? Oh, I don't know. Some shit about some shit. You can tell me about your music. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Um, Mossy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I have a project called Mossy. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I don't have much to say about that at the moment, to be honest. The thing I'm most excited about is um, 
Like, I love that Mossy record mm. that I released last year. It's called N2KY, if you want to listen. Shout out. Mm, I've been checking it. But um, but uh, the thing I'm most excited about is I just directed a music video for um my partner's band, Kate, who you know. Yay! For Acopia. Yeah, I love Acopia. Yeah, yeah. me too. Your me beautiful too. partner, Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I have a crush on her. Yeah, yeah sick. Yeah. <laughs> and... um. The band is just so good, hey? Like, Acopia so is so good. Great. I strongly recommend anyone check out Acopia. I bought the record for my auntie, actually, because it's so oh, yeah, good. You said that. I told Kate that. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I, I, like, um, I'm sending the digital file to my mum on a CD so she can play it in her car. Nice. Because she's um, digitally not literate. But it's right. really good. How, like, I don't know about you, but I find it really hard finding music that I can relax too yeah and so it's really nice i played it a lot the past couple of weeks it's just so yeah. relaxing and it's so like expertly done it's mm. like it's a really to me it's like crazy i feel it's quite intense to like for your girlfriend's band to be like legitimately one of your favorite bands like yeah. it has been for ages like i re i really like that band and I was at Coburg Pools with her and um, Morgan and Morgan's partner, Nina, one day. Mm. Kate, sorry, Morgan and Nina. And um, we were just going for a swim and Morgan was like, oh, you should direct our next video. And I was like, oh, I would fucking love to. Fuck yeah. That's so yeah. exciting. Is it for the new single that's yeah. coming out? And yeah, the so it comes out Friday. Yeah, and the cool. launch party's next Tuesday, yeah, in Hope, at Hope Street. Excited. Yeah, yeah, so I'm really pumped about that. Just went off to grading today. Nice. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's cool Thanks. to have some new stuff coming out. Mm. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love those guys. And I think it's cool. It's great for me, at least, as well. I feel like I'm all my friends' biggest fans. It's almost like Daggy, as mm. you know. Um, Just like... Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was just a like, huge Confidence Man fan before yeah. I met all the guys from Confidence Man. I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm Confidence not Man rule. beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think it's good to support your friends. And, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I just... Every time I see Confidence Man play live, I'm just reminded, like, how just excellent they are. Mm. You know, like, the whole thing is just so, so good. And fun and hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just great people to hang out with. Like, yeah. just so fun. Like all our friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything on for this weekend? Um, nah. So, I'm like having February off the booze. Oh, yeah. Nice. And yep. so, I'm just like kind of taking it easy because we're going on tour next month and, you know, I'm just like yeah. relaxing and like, um, well, we, you know, and to also to get back to, um, I want to hear, so, your the changes that you had. Mm. So, they're kind of ongoing. Like, are you just feeling like you're not fi- like are you not going out on the weekends at all? Or, like, um, are you just switching up your I've social? Out, so, I've been out a couple times. I think for the first month of the year, I just really didn't want to drink or do anything. Because yeah. I just didn't feel like it. Yeah. And I hadn't felt like it. And I hadn't been doing it. And I had had a few drinks. And I was like, oh, this is fine. I think I went to a party a couple of weeks ago when I was like, I need... It was circus themed. And there was all these people. Um, like, people I knew. But I didn't know them that well. Because they'd come to my birthday party the week before and they were all um in drag and I didn't recognize them and they were all these sassy gay guys and they're like we've met and I just felt I was like I need to have a drink because I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now and I was waiting for our friends Grace and Aiden to arrive <laughs> and it was it was just really awkward so I had some drinks and I have been um but I think it's just been like for me writing reflections and being more mindful and I don't know something switched I think for me, at least, the thing that I always have said for a long time is, like, I need to improve the lines of comms with myself. Like, sometimes I have a hard time, especially last year. I don't know if it's just, like, some of our friends or me or whatever. I would always just be the last man standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, 
why is that? Is yeah. that because it's not actually how I think of myself? Is yeah. it what I want? And now I'm like, oh, I actually want to go to bed. I think the the reason is because I'm chasing some kind of like yes. gratification, yes. which is the same thing as social butterflying around all the time. It is. It, yeah. It's a really interesting point. I remember um because I, I, I have that same like that's been part of my, I think, struggle. Like, mm. And the, the, the thing about being in AA is you stop. Uh, sorry to go back to AA, oh, but no. you, you stop um, questioning why you drank or what you liked about drinking or mm. why you always thought it was a good idea to do it. You just stonewall You it. just stonewall it. You go, I have a disease. It's done. It's up. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, since leaving AA, like all those, I'm actually allowed to look at those things now. Yeah. And like, parts. I'm trying to improve comms with myself as well, at, you know, as is, I guess, everyone real. Mm. Well, not everyone, but, you know, I'm oh. trying to, I'm trying to understand more deeply you know, what is it that attracts me? Because not everyone even likes drinking. Some people mm. don't even like it, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, you know, my partner Kate, like, could fully take or leave it, doesn't give a fuck about it, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't really add any value to her life. Um, whereas there's always been something that I've liked about it and I've sorted out, you know? Mm. So I think um, looking at those things, like, the start of 2023 was kind of that for me as well. Like, I was having that, like, something shifting feeling, like, you know, I'd been, like, partying a lot in December and November mm. as well. And basically, I was feeling, like, tired and a bit sore and just a bit, like, slow and a bit depressed, to be honest. I was kind of depressed. Mm. Lightly, a light depression, you know? I think I was And I was like, this is just not lining up with exactly what you said. It's, like, not really lining up with who I am and what I what I want to do. And I'd been a bit kind of stagnant, I feel, at the last couple of months of last year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just wanted to like enter this year just kind of doing the same, just cleaning my act up a bit. And what changed? Well, just that, the mm. mindset around it. I, you know, like I think, um, I think, you know, like I put down the, the ciggies and the vapes for starters, yeah, right? Yeah. And not, I'm trying not to go full all or nothing kind mm. of style and everything. You don't like want I would still punishment. have one. No. Yeah. But, um, but I'm not doing it at home, for example. Yeah. Like, adjustments like that. Like, I, I used to believe recovery was quite black and white. And now I think recovery is just moving towards the light. You know what I mean? Moving towards the best version of yourself yeah. is recovery. Even if it's one fucking step. You Definitely. Know? That's the thing that I feel about changing, you know, changing everything. Because for me, the way that I found that it worked was like, I just had to change everything. Kind of like, not that I changed everything, but I just had to really pull back and reorient. And for me, the best thing that I recommend you do if you don't do it already is like just writing reflections mm. at the end of every night. I just yeah. get my words out on the paper about how I'm feeling about the day, how I'm feeling about the things that's I'm working so good. on. I mean, that's a really, really great exercise yeah. to do. And I, I have um, tried it at different times in my life. It's one of those habits that never sticks for me because for some reason, I, there's so much resistance to it. Mm. And my version of that is I like meditating in the morning. Like I do yeah. that most days. Yeah, that's but, good. But I think that, you know, bookending the day with things like that is really powerful and it would only help if I did the reflections at night. I think it's part of it is the ritual of it as yeah. well. The thing I I like it's having a ritual as well. Thing, yeah. I just rip it up and put it in the bin after, but it's just like oh, getting true. my words out. But yeah, I think it's been a yeah, it's been a night it's been nice to reorient and pull back and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's very interesting to watch, like, although I've changed everything, you kind of expect life to just sort itself out. And I know that, um, like, you know, not smoking pot anymore is not, and pulling back from partying is not the solution, but it's bringing me closer well, to being the person yeah, I want to be. Totally. Yeah. And just offering you, like, you know, like, I read this great book and I highly recommend it called The Freedom Model mm. when I left um, AA. And, um, 
you know, it's like, it's a really great book. They present a lot of great science around addiction and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they, they they encourage you to experiment. In the book, they're very, um, they're very kind of uh, a different way of thinking about recovery from addiction, mm. you know, a bit of a an alternative way um, in terms of, you know, it's, it's quite, they're, they're, it's written by XAA members and stuff. Yeah, it's a yeah. very, very good book. And they're constantly um, saying, run the experiments. Like, you know, like, Ha- take some time off. Like, what's yeah. the worst that could happen? Take some time off. See if you prefer waking up not dusty every day. Yeah. Like, actually give yourself a chance to experience that. And, that they, you know, they posit that once you experience that and you truly, you truly, like, experience the benefits, which I'm doing at the moment. This is hence why I'm having this month off. Yeah. Off, also off smoking weed and, um, and alcohol. It's just, like, so I can, like experience the benefits of waking up early every morning and working with a clear head mm. having more energy throughout the day and it's I'm, i am experiencing all that again you know like that that beautiful sort of clarity and energy you get from that and so um yeah it's been a really cool start to the year for that reason i think well good on you as well because i think you know i always say like same actions get same results but it's mm. actually especially with stuff like that which can be very moorish whatever your poison is you know it's very hard to change the actions even in a small way yeah at least because you always go oh no tomorrow but yeah just try it because the thing is also you won't die you yeah know? it's like yeah. there's this weird mental anxiety about um breaking a habit because you just like yeah and i don't know there's always yeah. this is i think a helpful thing with it as well as like i think it's all good like I can smoke another cigarette whenever I want if I want to. Just mm. just have a go at not doing it every day and see how you feel, you know? They're still going to fucking be there. You know what I mean? If you mm. really want a fucking cigarette that bad, go down the shop and like... Just do it. Just yeah. Suck it down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered some good content today. Anything to yeah. add for... Um... Um, I would just... When's this pod coming out? Uh, maybe in next fortnight, I reckon. Yeah, nice. Well, I'd just say that, um, these New South Wales are on tour for, like, honestly, so long. Oh, uh, are you doing Australian circuit? Like, yeah, we are. Cool. But we're doing it over quite a while, like March, April, May. Ah, uh, nice. Um, yeah. but go on these New South Wales Instagram or Google or whatever and find, um, where we're playing. If you listen to the band, come see us play. Mm. Even if you don't listen to the band, come see us play. And listen to the podcast as well. It's great. This yeah, is what a great, a great punk. punk. What a great punk. What a great punk. Yeah. yeah and watch our show on, on, um on youtube as well it's called these new south wales which is the same name as the band yeah what's the one with phoebe tonkin it's yeah that made me laugh yeah great that's tnsw tonight so there's two shows there's these new south wales and tnsw tonight yeah Yeah. awesome well thanks for joining me yeah thanks uh, so much darcy it's been great cheers to you cheers to our waters together boom